Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. Welcome to the October edition of Waffle On, the Halloween edition. <laughs> that was a nice little sound effect you did earlier on there. Hello, welcome. My name is uh, Simon. Do we need, we need to I introduce don't, ourselves? Not in, I don't say, people don't know us by now. They're never going to know us. Yeah, I suppose it could be new listeners. Hello, new listeners. Uh, might as well. It might as well do. Might as well go for formality. Yeah, yeah. Why not? We might have some new listeners, might we? We might all do, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, my name is Simon Meddings, and you are? I am uh, MC Kelly. MC or... Kelly. Kel, Mark, or uh, Bald Fat Fella. What if you... Oh, yeah, <laughs> I heard, Yeah, I saw that. I actually went on Facebook... Which is a rarity. I saw someone abusing me, calling me fat and bald. Well, he wasn't abusing me. As, as we know, uh, Waffle On does have its own uh, Facebook page. And please do join it if you haven't already. And one of our members... Mem- members? Mem- members? Members? That sounds even worse. Members? That big that? member, yeah. Uh, one of our uh, members of the Facebook page is Anthony, otherwise known as Ollie Studfarm, from the brilliant Scuttercast, if you're into Red Dwarf please do check the Scuttercast out. And I put two photographs on the um, the page. Uh, one of us, one was me meeting Chris Barry, and the other one was you meeting George A. Romero, a big hero of yours. Yeah. And uh, uh, he said, I didn't think Cal looked like yeah. that. What do you think he looked like? And he said, he imagined you to be in small, which you are. Well, that's uh, true. Yeah, that round, is true. Uh, round and bald. bald. Um, which is a bit opposite, uh, generally what I'm like. Yeah, you've got hair. And but we are having a new photo, aren't we? We're having a new we photo. are. We're going to get a... Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to have a photograph done, a, 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 almost a professional photograph. Well, almost. Well, our mate's doing it. Yeah. But he's basically, got a nice camera. Basically, we're going to recreate the beginning of Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, So let's, um, let's do some thanks to some people, because we've got a lot of people. Oh, yeah. We have had over, um, this might not sound like to some podcasts, but we have 35 emails in <laughs> one week. <laughs> no, um, no. Which is a uh, battling. Which, which unnerves me, because you know me, if, if I think anyone's listening to it, I get unnerved. <laughs> so 35 is a number I can deal with. That's and, still and you, know, you know what's going to make it even more worse for you? What? Is that if any of your, uh, your people uh, you've met in your, uh, yeah. your film uh, yeah. uh, lessons uh, that you're now doing listen to these they're going to be pointing at you including yes. your teacher I know Excellent. this is true I can't be anonymous anymore no you can't I'm afraid not you've advertised it in your own uh, in your own lesson balls and, uh, and I'd like to say hello to your teacher who, uh, hello, yeah. who uh, I've only emailed a couple of times well, she's <laughs> you know mind. better than me <laughs> she sounds really nice actually excellent uh, so here's a, a few thanks to the following people for their comments and general top banana attitude yes. they've uh, donated or done something for Waffle Line uh, Neil Morgan a massive shout out to Neil who has sent me you've posted me the book um, that we talked about in our last episode um, it was, we brought up um, Van Alphines and uh, oh. he's uh, about Jason Stavon yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. filming 
the, his book Featherman. Uh, Neil sent it me. Bloody hell! Um, so he's he's got it, and that's how he sent it me. So nice one, Neil. I do appreciate that. Uh, Tim and Brad from Appy Times. They've mentioned our show quite a few times, and I've, I've been on theirs. Uh, if you've got an app for your iPhone, do check out Appy Times. Brilliant. Mark X from uh, Lancashire. Uh, nice and well, mate. Cheers. He's our fan, and uh, he uh, sent an email in to wish me happy birthday. That's nice. Got of course, um, due to editing, we forgot that. Yeah, actually, was going after my. Uh, yeah. um, Colin James, uh, awesome email. Thanks, mate. Chad Heath, Rick Moore, of course, from Taking Review. Stefan Sornup from uh, the Martians Are Here podcast. If you're into your sci-fi, do go and listen to that because I'm writing the bit of it. Uh, Tim, who's otherwise known as King Isaac Linthka. It's a good name. It is a good name. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wallace, uh, Neville. Hi, Neville. Audrey Tower and Stephanie Bigby. And uh, Expert Cat has been back in touch, our man who gave us that low review on uh, iTunes because... You're right, he was a, you're, you're Moriarty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's my <laughs> Moriarty too, my Sherlock. Uh, and uh, we owe a slight apology. Um, because, well, no, so, don't yeah. say you're doing well, this as royal we. Yeah, well, I yeah, had you, nothing yeah, to do with it. Of course, Expert Cat, I do know his real name actually, but uh, I think he prefers to be called as Expert Cat, um, was the one who actually mentioned the fact that we had a problem downloading to a iPhone device. I'm not too sure it was any other MP3 device, but... Um, of course, uh, he was right, although uh, we've had a recent email chat together. Well, uh, yeah, nice one, mate. Uh, we've had a few emails back and forth, and uh, he's actually recommended some great shows for us to do. One of the big things that keep popping up is Grand Jill. Yeah. So that's that's a podcast in its own. It's, yeah, because it's, uh, it has to be very specific for the period, because it went on for how long? 20 odd years. Yeah, well, uh, Expert Cat is 42. Basically, you want the Zamo bits. Yeah, and people took, took, a, took a gentleman out. So thanks for the uh, emails, uh, Expert Cat. Uh, he did want to actually give us another review on iTunes, but because the trouble is you can't, give another, you can't change your review. Um, which would be crappy, actually. That's a bit strange. Yeah, but because um, some people have actually, not on our show, but I noticed uh, on um, doing reviews for apps, really like it and you get stars, put their review in, say, brilliant, love it, and press the star button. I've only bought one star because uh-huh. I thought it was the five stars. The trouble uh-huh. is, of course, is that it's the stars that make up your ultimate total. Oh, you were a medalist the other day, yeah, yeah, which is brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, expert cat. Nice one. Uh, I'll continue uh, writing to you as well. And uh, a massive shout out to our friend Angela from the Anomaly podcast, who's uh, just had an operation. So get well soon, uh, mate. Uh, Anomaly is uh, is back. They are still doing podcasts. They're just making them. But of course, Jen has just had a baby. Congratulations, Jen. Welcome to the world, Adam. Uh, and hopefully, we'll see some more Anomaly stuff. Yeah, from definitely. Them soon. Now, in fact, we are doing one, aren't we? We're doing a. Oh. In the new year. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, Facebook page, where we mentioned that earlier. Yeah, and I actually go on there now. Yeah, I know. I, did. I, do, I know. Can you believe it? I do. Yeah, you went on there to slag me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? You get too many fans. Nice to see you're dressed as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've got a vest on. Yeah, I know. It's the wrong time of year, isn't it? Well, I'm in shorts. Yeah, well, there we go. Anyway, uh, welcome to Waffle On. Today we're going to be talking about the brilliant and underrated and not often seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And we're going to play the theme tune to it. I'm giving you the option, MC Kelly, oh, wow. of which version of theme tunes you want. Do you want the theme tune, the proper full-length version, or the theme tune that you actually hear on, on the, the TV, TV with Garth Marenghi saying, uh, welcome to Garth Marenghi. It's got to be that one. You it's got to be, he's got the best warped tape bit. <laughs> That's only in the first. Okay, so this is the pre-title, well, title sequence from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I'm Garth Marenghi, author Dreamweaver, visionary, plus actor. 
You are about to enter the world of my imagination. You are entering my dark place. Chosen by you. If, the, is, uh, is if the audience listeners don't like it, they can. They blame you. What am I doing here now? <laughs> hey, there we go. I'm not going to go into detail of what that was. <laughs> so, hey, let's crack on with um, Dark Place, shall we? Um, this was first shown, uh, this is, I must point out, actually in 2004, so we've gone past that remit of 2000, but because it's Halloween, uh, we thought we'd do it. This was, this was a toss-up between um, Tales from the yeah, unexpected, unexpected, or I think, now the trouble is, is that when we decided to do this Halloween special, it gave me a month to actually write it, and, uh, and Tales of the Unexpected is such a huge programme, yeah. I really do need to have a couple of months actually writing that one and get it down, plus of course, <laughs> we wanted to have a laugh. Yeah, yeah, got now, when we talk about the episodes of this, um, we are going to be playing some clips, but they're the actual opening uh, monologue, not monologue, monologues. Open, monologue, thank you, uh, of Garth Marenghi talking. Um, the reason is the reason why we're not going to be playing clips on actual program is. Do you want to explain this? Well, it, whilst I have a busy, yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> but it's just it's it's very visual, and I mean, if any, there must be fans out there because it's big all around the world it, it's it's very visual and some of the if you put a clip in of especially Dean Lerner talking mm-hmm. it just people would think who don't know it what the hell is that it's yeah. not funny because it doesn't sound funny on its own until you see it with how it's shot yeah. how it's acted the, the you know like the, the like you, you, as, uh, basically that's it as, as your areas are going on that's basically that's it's, right, it's, yeah. it's too visual basically it's such a visual program uh, so let's uh, let's go for it now, it's obviously a British comedy it's um, May it was originally shown on Channel Four and he's wrote <laughs> wrote directed uh, by Matthew Holness and Richard Ayard now um, Richard Ayard is most well known now I'd say for the IT oh, I say crowd yeah. Uh, Richard Holden's not so much friendly, it, really. He's it's a, weird, really, because, it, you know, as you, as you go on when you talk about the yeah, casting, got his bio anyway. it's part of that, there's a big group of people, wasn't that out of the bush and all this, and they've all gone on to do something. Mm. Apart from him, it's, it's when he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, which is really quite unusual. I mean, uh, there must be a reason why he... I think it's, well, I, I will, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go this player, but yeah, um, but basically Richard Holden's plays Garth Marenghi, uh, who's class himself as a horror writer mm-hmm. although does dabble in romantic and uh, <laughs> support basically <laughs> Stephen King basically it is Stephen King yeah um, who has wrote all these horror books which seem to be a lot of them in his basement yeah. and came up with this idea for a television programme called Dark Place which I owed I hope I'm saying his name right yeah it's, really it's, a, it's an Algerian name isn't it? Ayod, so Ayod. Ayod. we're going to say Ayod, Ayod, uh, Ayod yeah. and if it's wrong then let us know well no you can let us know but I don't care um, <laughs> plays Dean Lerner he's producer and Dean Lerner is also in uh, Dark Place as the hospital administrator now it is noted that the whole premise of this programme is classed as a lost classic from the early 80s and it is made to look like American 
early 80s you know, TV I, I, show. I can talk about this because as a massive fan, it's remark. I don't know if there's any fans out there, but I'm a massive I'm a massive fan of Carl Shack. Mm. Carl Shack. Now that to me is what it's trying to be like. Really? It's like Carl Shack. Very much so because I love that, but that's so bad it's good. That's so bad and that's serious. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got to speak there because he's got his, he's got a mouthful of biscuit. <laughs> How oh, unprofessional! And I'm the I'm the unprofessional one. Can we, can we just can we, not that we get advertised by anybody? <laughs> but I do have to point out that these clotted cream chocolate chip shortbread. And I don't like shortbread. They're very nice. Yeah. House of fudge. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know what I think of it as is that. Do you remember? Um, now, this was an Australian program called Young Doctors. He had uh, Jim Robinson in it with big air. This is before he got shot off in Vietnam. <laughs> uh, that's, for in the, that's for the Neighbours episode. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of that, the colours of it as well, like the, uh, early ER. And, um, yeah, it's got a, the palette is the, so the bang on. It's the palette, isn't it? It's, it's the, the palette of the whole. Mm. Even, though, even the colour, it sounds ridiculous. Even the colour of his, even like the colour of his trousers and the way it, everything looks mm. right. It's, it's, yeah, just say it's a pack, the cinematography of it has that early cheap 80s kind of stuff. And none of them can act. No. This is, this, this is no. the important thing. Although Garth Marenghi plays, Garth, Garth, this is where it gets complicated. Yeah. Richard Holness plays a character called Garth Marenghi, who's the writer, and Garth Marenghi mm-hmm. plays the head actor, well, not the head actor, the head character yeah. in the TV program Dark Plays called Richard Dag- Douglas. Yeah, Rick Douglas. Yeah. Uh, it's Richard Ayer plays Dean Lerner, yeah, who, who plays. plays I can never remember his name because I always know him as Dean Lerner. He plays Thornton Reed in it. Thornton Reed. Who's the other guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's only four main characters in it, but we'll come to the other two in a minute. So that's where it gets slightly complicated. And what makes it even more complicated yeah. about Garth Mangus Dark Place is that on the DVD of this, they are talking as Dean Lerner and Garth, Garth Marenghi. And even and each episode of Garth, there's only six episodes and they're all about 25 minutes long, half an hour. Each one of these episodes are interjected with interviews from Garth Marenghi and Dean Lerner yeah. and Matt Berry's character, yeah. uh, who is... A doctor, isn't it? Dr. Rick Sanchez. No, he plays he plays Doctor Doctor Lucian Sanchez, San, but his character in that is Todd Rivers. Todd bloody hell, that's okay. it. He's so really... Matt Matt Berry, the actor in the real life, Matt Berry plays Todd Rivers, yeah. and Todd Rivers plays in Garth Marenghi Doctor yeah. Lucian Sanchez. Yeah. So it is really complicated. You may have to rewind this bit so that yeah, you get yeah. it because it's complicated to actually talk it, about it. it. it when you see it, it makes sense. When you see it, it's it simple, but it's sense, quite yeah. hard to describe the way because it is. There is a lot of postmodernism in it. Yeah. Even though it tries to play out that it's quite silly, it is very postmodern. It's a clever. It's a clever series, even though you think it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, the, the, so each episode, basically, what it is is Dark Place was a program. I think that they said they made something like 32 episodes, but yeah, only six exactly. exist, or they only get to show six. And Channel 4 have a law in 2004 and decide to show these programmes. But they show them almost like a documentary style. So they have interviews with Garth Marenghi, Todd Rivers, with Dean Lerner, talking about making the episodes. And it is like when you, <clears throat> when you see a making of programme about an old TV series. Definitely. They'll be yeah. sitting there talking about it. And that's what it's like. Like an extra on a DVD. It's like an extra on a DVD, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's brilliant. It really is good. Now, as we've already talked about the palette, the colour of the look of the TV programme, um, the clothes in it of the early 80s, the sound, the music the in music. it. You know what the music reminds me of? And that's done by, I think it's done by Matt Berry a lot of oh, it. Yeah. It reminds me of 
John Carpenter. De- de- definitely, he's early electronic. Have a homage to his electronic. Uh, well, I know because he's, uh, I know David, uh, I think it Holness is David Holness. He's a massive fan of uh, John Carpenter. Matthew Holness. Matthew Holness. Get my name. Bob Holness. <laughs> Bob Holness is the guy who did catch not catch right. Uh, did uh, blockbuster. What was he dead now? Isn't he? No, he's still alive. And also the first person to play Jay the Bond. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, in, no, your, he's in, a, your, in your face facts. Yeah, he's a <laughs> massive fan of John Carpenter. Yeah. And a lot of it is like, he's like early John Carpenter because I love John, you know me, a massive mm. John Carpenter fan. And some of the acting is terrible, but it doesn't matter. It's no. the whole, it's the whole, and that's what it's going on, isn't it? That people love this stuff and they'll look past yeah, the uh, flaws. But that's it, when you go back, I mean, if you watch, my what God, was me. we watching about the A-Team? Uh, now, in my head, the A-Team was just fantastic and brilliant, but because I'm remembering no, it back it's, in it's terrible, it's isn't it? it really and you go back terrible. and watch it now, it's awful. And this is what amazes me, going slightly off tangent a little bit, when it comes to the film, the A-Team, which I actually really did enjoy, I thought I it was, did, as, my, as my wife would say, 90 minutes of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, 90 minutes yeah. of absolute nonsense, uh, and I loved it, because... It's not like the TV series, and the reason why it's not like the TV series is because you couldn't make it. Well, like I said, the best part of that for me is where they kill it off at the beginning, where they kill the van, yeah. that's gone. And the guns are different. Yeah, aren't they? it's gone. That yeah. A-team is gone. And I think it was a brave thing, because it, it would have been really easy to turn it into Starsky and Hutch. Even though which, I like, which of course, is a good I like the stuff, okay. but I mean, it was good to see something that wasn't, for once, tongue-in-cheek. It was playing it straight. Mm. Do you think they'll make another one? I don't know. It hasn't done great, has it? It didn't do great in America. Maybe they'll see. The problem with it is it's way too complicated at the end. That's its big problem. It was too complicated. There's too much well, going on. There's not enough yeah. much kick at you know, you know, you want BA. There's not enough BA beating people. I thought BA was the weakest link. You know, not necessarily the actor. No, he isn't. What's all of it? Some of his kickboxing. He's a madman. I just thought the writing of it really let him down. The way he turned into a piece thing, that's because of. Because of because of Mister T, wasn't it? No. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if he's um, yeah, because he turned pa- he'd pacifist that. someone, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, let's get back to whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to. But no, but we know, this is important because, as we say, it's made to look like an early eighties program. It's bad, and the also thing is, is that the post production on it is terrible. You've got in one scene, you've got the woman walking. Who we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, her walking down the corridor and you hear her footsteps which are over to the foley art the foley work in it is atrocious yeah, yeah. but it's meant to be that's the yeah. point you'll hear her footsteps coming down and then when she walks away there's no sound and, <laughs> which is like you think but of course you pick up that and you find it funny because you know in the back of your head this is it's a taking not taking the piss but it's no, kind it, of like it, it's, I it's, think he loves that stuff yeah, it's, he, he obviously likes but it I think, I think this is yeah and there's also like some of the background actors in it cannot act but Obviously, they're all actors. Now, if you're an actor and you're told to read the lines out, so for an example, I'm just going to read, and no, you can't do this. This is not the way we're meant to do it. And look quite awkward. That's really hard to do if you're an actor because it's going against your grain. Especially so, comedy actors, like they all are, what's all about timing. Yeah. Their timing's bang on, and that's to throw their timing off. I know it sounds like oh, people who don't know but what are they talking about this just sounds ridiculous yeah. but until you see it it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's a bit like trying to bunny hop a car yeah you can't to try and bunny hop a car so it looks like you can't drive it is really hard to do yeah, when you first get in a car and do it you're like still it's it. like acting drunk when you say that yeah and and, yeah. Uh, and if you say that actually uh, as we do dog that slightly who has done the best drunk in a film who's think? so I would, see, I would say um, W.C. Fields, but he actually was. Are you talking playing no, drunk I mean or being? Playing drunk. So, yeah, no, 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 see, no, no, W.C. No, Fields no. was drunk. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, who do I Acting like? As a drunk. Who's an amazing drunk? Who plays an amazing drunk? Hmm. What are you going to say? 
I'm going to say Richard E. Grant in with Nathan Knight. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I was just thinking about him actually because he couldn't drink, eh? But could he? And, he, no. and he's never drunk, has he? Right. So to play that, we don't even know what it is. Especially the scene where he gets pulled over by the policeman, and um, and turns around and says, um, "I assure you, officer, I've only had a few ales." Yeah. His look, because he's doing that fantastic thing where he's looking past the camera and looks drunk. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll tell you who else is amazing. I know you're a massive fan, but uh, Charlie Chaplin complained amazing drunk as well. I know yeah. it's, very, it's very, very different. Mm. I know it's very different because. Why are you it... unusual you bring Chaplin up, actually? Mm. Why? Just because, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Erdie Chaplin, and he used to play, you know, when he used to play this amazing drunk character before he did the tramp. And. Um... <laughs> Police are going for your car. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Crimes against vests. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but no, just um, he used to play a drunk character before he did the tramp. And uh, he was absolutely fantastic. Oh, of course, in, was, on the stage version. Thing. Yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. He used to be like he'd be walking is across any, a building. Is there any so, filmatic things of that? There is. It was on Paul. It was on Paul Merton. There was a little tiny bit of it, and that's where he got the tramp from. Where he'd be like stumbling through a thing, and he'd be like, it was brilliant. But then, again, then again, it's in my mind. But I say Richard Lee Grant. I think you're definitely on there. Mm. Anyway, going back to uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this is the whole point of Dark Place is the fact that it's six episodes of this lost TV series. At the beginning of each episode, you get a monologue from Garth Menge, which we're going to play as we said before before each one before we talk about the episodes because we've actually watched all these episodes yeah, 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 this week, haven't yeah, yeah. we? Which is unusual for us uh-huh. because we normally just just just, just, just try and do it by memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so. <clears throat> That's the point. We, we can't put any clips actually from. Well, I suppose we could do, but I don't think they'd come across well. If it and was a, if this was a fan thing for Duskarf Marenga, yeah, you yeah, could put it because people didn't know the context. But I, I do that. strongly suggest um, it's recently. And the reason why it's also actually doing Dark Place is because um, recently I've heard that it's actually going down extremely well in America. It's uh, it's shown on the Sci-Fi Channel and a channel called Adult Swim. Yeah, I know Adult um, Swim. With, that's um, do you know that is that's uh, Adam Green. That is. Who does all that? You know what's off our Adult Swim? Um, Robot Chicken. Oh, really? Is yeah, it's really? part oh, of that. Okay. Cause, um, it's all Seth Rogen and all that, isn't it? Because yeah. uh, Seth Rogen's a massive fan of um, Dark Garth Marenghi. This is what I was telling you about the other week when he was interviewed on The Thing, and he was saying, what's your favourite British comedy? And Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer's had his favourite British comedy for years. There's been, uh, been Dark Place. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. All these, he said, every, every, I listen to Richard Bacon on Five Live. Mm-hmm. Every time American, they talk back on, they always go Garth, Garth Marenghi, Dark Place. Oh, and I think it's only, it's a new thing, isn't it? Is it uh, when did, I think it was only shown the other, not pretty recently, well, wasn't it? I think it was shown in, uh, around about 2008 but then went off syndication uh, if it is syndication and then when it came back on it's on Friday nights over there so it's it's now available uh, to get you know easily seen in America on sci-fi and adults so mm-hmm. do check it out oh I should point out as well there's a couple of people of our listeners in America who'd never heard of Bloodstock and I've actually gone and got it on Netflix and watched it loved it yeah, oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's what we're doing. Royalties, guy Richie. This is what Royalty. we're doing it for. That was neat. It is. That's our love of of TV, classic TV. Okay, so let's actually go through um, the whole premise of Dark Place. So let me know the series fictional premise. The words I was trying to think about. It's a show in the show, isn't it? It is a show in a show. What what's the nearest thing has been to something like that? Maybe like a Gary Shandling, but without the without the without the, without the irony. Yeah, the way that was a show in a show maybe that programme Home Improvement with Tim Allen yeah that was a, that was a show I love that programme or 30 Rock isn't um, 30 Rock about I don't watch 30 no, Rock but isn't I that don't know. but that's a show that's a show about the backstage of a Saturday Night Live show isn't it Moonlighting got like that towards the end 
Yeah, that did that Moonlight turned really weird. We know weird. it's taking the set down. It turned really weird towards the end Moonlight. Yeah, it turned really it. weird, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, so let's go for it. The series fictional premise, uh, that is sometime in the 1980s, with best-selling author Garth Marenghi. The place, Dark Place, is actually set over the very gates of hell, which, of course, Douglas uh, opens up in the first episode, in Romford, East London. Yes. <laughs> Everything seems to be set in Romford. Um, the main character is Dr. Rich Douglas, and he fights the forces of darkness while simultaneously coping with the pressure of day-to-day admin. That's a yeah, typical yeah. Garth Marenghi style stuff, isn't it? He says in it that due to the worst artistic drought in broadcasting history <laughs> is the reason why Channel 4 started to air the original six episodes of Dark Place. Uh, we've said that it's kind of set in a, a retro-style fashion with textured film stock and deliberately poor continuity, cheesy lines, extremely uh, wooden acting, oh. and cheap special effects. The special effects are that. And there is that one where they're being chased by... Oh, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we get around to it. Yeah. Well, you see the strings and they go, some people say they can see the strings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite clearly you're not, you're not using imagination. Because yeah. it's against the whole, uh, whole thing. Um, the, uh, the earlier... This actually came... Uh, Garth Mungus' place came from a stage show. It was a, an Edinburgh stage show originally done, along with the guys from White Boots, Juliet Barrett and... Yeah, it was like a bit of a... Like, what's, 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 like a bit of... Um, I don't know what to call it when there's all actors who play together in a, a like an ensemble. Ensemble, yeah. yeah. Uh, he actually won the Premier, uh, the Perrier Award. Oh, uh, I didn't know so that. Been, yeah, I didn't actually in, in, until the uh, did the sorry. the show's musical soundtrack. Ah, this week on that parodies the same subjects of um, of like early horror and stuff like that. And it's the composer Andrew Hewitt, and he got a BAFTA nomination for it, which is it, it is brilliant. The music in it is well, everything was so well done, badly. Oh it, yeah. It's hard to explain. We have to. It's hard to say something done badly. That's good. I was trying to figure out something else that has been deliberately done terribly. And there ain't been many things done like that, has there? Really, has not Of course, the trouble is, there's only ever been six episodes. Now, 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 before we talk about the characters and the actors in this, let me just state for that: Channel Four normally pulls stuff out of the bag, and I normally do um, a forefront when it comes to new direction in comedy and programs. With this case, they screwed up. They big did. Time. Because they, they, they just didn't give it long enough. Because it, it was a cult at first. Mm. Like, it, 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 you know, and the thing with it as well, which is weird, it was really expensive as well, wasn't it? Well, this is the point, because it, to actually create something that looks terrible isn't easy to do. No, the budget was way too high for it, and I think this is why it was. But there's no way. They, weirdly, it sounds well, you couldn't make it look any cheaper and get yeah. away with it. No, you couldn't. No, you can't. Which is weird well, of course, to say. To, because, yeah, to try and keep something that looks authentically bad is not easy to do. No. So, Channel 4 put it on at a stupid time slot. Now, I'm, we watched this when it yeah, first came It was came on like 11 day. o'clock or something, wasn't and it? I think it was a. I'm sure it was a Friday night because I remember we used to come back from the pub and watch it. It was really late. So, they put it on at a late time. They didn't promote it very well. They didn't. And the trouble is, as we've been explaining to, to you good listeners, in, it, it's really hard to explain. So, imagine trying to promote it. And that's, I think that's the problem they and, had, and, and they didn't promote it very yeah, well. Yeah, and also in Britain, you know, it's different in America, but, you know, if you're into cult stuff or geeky stuff, whatever, whatever you want to call it, fanboy stuff, you, it's, it, it's not a massive market over here. No. It's not massive. And it's, Although it is now. It's getting, but at the time, mm. there wasn't, people loved X-Files or they may have liked Star Trek, but... They didn't like anything else in that world, where there was, where there was people like us who liked the whole world of it. Mm. It was just, it was aimed at the wrong Channel 4. It's not their audience either, is it? I think it is their audience, but I think they, they'd they failed miserably. Because, I mean, let's face it, they did the IT crowd. They did uh, well, Jan Ted. and Father Ted. 
uh, which is funny there is a link obviously yeah they right are, in a minute. Yeah. Um, but they just they failed miserably on this one and I don't recall it being I think it has been it's been repeated it once. wasn't repeated afterwards though was it for a long time no, before long the time. DVD think, came yeah, out I think it? It was, then it was repeated and then the DVD came out so I guess that's good up there so let's talk about uh, Matthew Holness we'll talk about him first and then we'll talk about these characters of Garth Marenghi now uh, Holness is, uh, was born in uh, Whitestable in Kent uh, he attended the Chaucer Technology Technical College. That sounds, uh, mm. sounds great. In Canterbury, <laughs> and read English at Trinity Hall in Cambridge, where he was vice president of the Cambridge Footlights. Again, Footlights. Footlights, isn't it? And of course, we all know Footlights through David Frost. He was a member of the Footlights course and involved with a number of TV shows, so a number of shows at the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, festival in the mid 90s in 2006 he appeared in the BBC2 comedy TV programme do you remember this Time Trumpet I love Time Trumpet yeah. it's Chris and Amanda Anucci isn't it yeah, yeah I love Time Trumpet that was only a once it come and went yeah you know but the thing is I was going to buy it on DVD but you look at it it's really dated now yeah, because it was so current yeah. which is which is weird, even though it was weird when it was in the future it was only, yeah it's only that long ago yeah it was set in the future, wasn't well, it? It was like, yeah. It was yeah. like looking back through a time trumpet, yeah. wasn't it? Like Which is, of course, where new, our news at then got the. Yeah. Uh, he's currently at the moment starving in uh, Free Agents on uh, Channel 4. And he. Appeared in Ricky Gervais and Stevie Merchant's film Cemetery Junkin, which I have not no, seen. No, yet. So no. Comes out on DVD this week. I yeah, think, he's a really good. He's a really good actor because yeah. he plays it so. He's so over the top, even though he's quite restrained. You can. It's funny because when you watch it, you do get the Monty Bush feeling, don't you, about it? Or yeah, definitely. You? If you're fans of the Monty Bush, well, I'm, I actually think Monty Bush is pretty big in America now, isn't he? I know Robin yeah. Williams. He's a massive fan yeah, of his. Yeah, really. So I think you know, if you're fans of that, you're going to know about. I think you'll know about it because they're both in it, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, now Holness has had several short stories published, including pieces in Phobic, a uh, collection of horror stories, and Black Static magazine. Uh, he is the only actor not. To appear in the IT crowd from Garth Menger's Dark. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I wonder what. I wonder what. I wonder, uh, well, he's probably just. just it's too, up, it's too easy as well. Like, it's way too easy. Isn't uh, it? His character, Garth Menger, the main character in this, uh, author, dream weaver, visionary plus actor. Now, of course, Garth Menger plays Dr. Vic Douglas. Now, Douglas, the character in Dark Place, is a Vietnam and Falklands War veteran <laughs> and former warlock. He also <laughs> keeps a Magnum revolver on him at all times. Brilliant character. Uh, uh, da- uh, Douglas you could easily do him dress up as him for a fancy dress that'd be really good actually with the white, gun if yeah. you had the gun as well had the gun, yeah. if you had a white doctor's coat yeah, yeah. black and a cable jacket boots. cable boots black shirt and purple tie yeah, yeah, yeah. what does that say about, uh, about <laughs> his sexuality ah <laughs> uh, well there's more about we'll talk about <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Richard Ayod who um, really has uh, hit Channel 4 with the IT crowd and, which I think was a surprise um uh, heat, I think. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I you don't watch, but I'm a massive. Well, it, it's not brilliant, but it's, it's just a, one of the things that's on a little it's bit. It's on a. I think they're on series five coming uh, next year, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm serious. Right. Uh, no, Richard, Richard, well, let's try and get his name right here. Richard L. F. Ayod, and it says here Ayod. Mm. Uh, born in 1977 in Whips Cross, Landon, and he's best well known as, as the character Maurice Moss in the IT crowd. He's another one of these characters who went to Cambridge. Uh, and did the footlights as well. Now he did something that me and you rewatched, which again was an underground thing, which is ADBC of rock opera. 
with Matt Baird do you remember that it was the take on Jesus Christ Superstar Blood, I completely forgot about that yeah, that was that. really good that uh, was only so once and you know where we, we was living in the gospel like at that point because yeah. we went out straight afterwards bloody hell and you can buy that on DVD can you? yeah but it's quite expensive and it's only on for like 25 minutes um, now Richard plays the character of Dean Lerner which is Garth's publisher and Lerner plays who is probably the really comedic va- the comedic value he's from him isn't he yeah Definitely, he comes out with more. We can't, can't put no clips from it because it just sounds ridiculous. But yeah, if you watch it, you'll see. You'll see he's the one that you'll be cracking up <laughs> or having a laugh at. Well, he says one quote in the in the the uh, interview bits where he turns around and goes, uh, yeah. uh, during the Scotch Mitch one, where he turns around and says about uh, we lost two technicians died in that. Well, they ain't technicians. A screwdriver, a screwdriver, and a belt's about. Is <laughs> <laughs> that thing? Is that um, when they act me so act, I act real? I acted real. This is real. Yeah. <laughs> And then, because I'd say that you need a clip there, but you would never get it without it. So, you might say, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Thornton Reed is the camp hospital, camp hospital administrator, yeah, who bears a trademark shotgun and answers to the unseen hospital boss one ton. Yeah, you never see one ton, no. And he has a saying, which is, thank you, pudding. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I beg you, pudding. I beg you, pudding. Which is just brilliant. Um, the other male actor in this is Matt Berry, uh, who um, you can only say has the best voice oh. in the world. And it's real. Isn't and it? It's, it's real. real. Yeah. It's an amazing tag. So what happened between you and this Renwick customer? Yeah, because it speaks like that. But we will say, as you'll notice now from future Waffle Ons, we will put a song at the end, very end of the show, like at the end of Lockstock, we had the Skanga song of Trudy Metal Dilly. At the end of this episode, after the promo, yeah, so it's this promos, we are playing... A one Track Lover. One Track Lover, the full... 12 inch version <laughs> of it as sung by Matt Berry now Matthew Charles Berry born the 2nd of May in 1974 he looks a bit older than he uh, the yeah he does he, 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 he's he a year younger than us. yeah it's amazing <laughs> he's got an amazing look and voice hasn't he oh yeah but he's uh, most well known now for playing Dixon Bainbridge in the uh, brilliant original episodes of Mighty Bush I still maintain the first series of Mighty Bush is the best yeah he's the best um, he did his own show called Snuffbox which I'm re- obviously Rich, Rich Fulcher who's another guy who's mm. in there I was like that with well, Snuffbox. Uh, I liked it, but it was a bit, I don't know, not, didn't really. But he's also it. in the IT crowd. He's like, uh, he's the main bloke in the IT crowd as well now. Uh, yes, he took over from Chris Myers. He took over from Chris Myers. Um, yeah. In 2010, Barry played journalist Michael uh, Duffy in the BBC production Five Daughters, which was uh, relating to the terrible Ipswich prostitute yeah. murders of 2006. You can't imagine him in that in some No, <laughs> so, so serious. Can't. Can't. Well, he's also a musician and he's too and he's playing November the 22nd at the we're, A2 Academy. Yeah, we're on the back end because <laughs> our friend went and saw him and said the foot was going to be really ironic. But it, well, it was, it was real. Really so, uh, have a listen to his song at the end of it and it is, it is a weird song isn't it? one yeah. track lower. So. But of course, Matt Berry plays um, Todd Rivers, the actor who plays Dr. Lucian Sanchez. Improbably handsome with this disconcerting habit of losing lip sync, which is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he has quaffered hair and a voice an octave lower than it should be. Yeah. So that again, that shows how hard it is because when you see him being interviewed, yeah, he's like his normal voice. Yeah. But then when he has it, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bit more low. Yeah, he generally uses an automatic pistol with backup leg holster in case his original gun turns on him, which of course he doesn't. Have that, you bastard! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he also likes to have the odd fight. 
Yes. Yeah, he, likes the, he, he likes to fight with uh, Rick Douglas, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. They are yeah. best friends, but they sometimes have fights. As well. That's <laughs> why he, he says that, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So we're best friends, but sometimes have to have fights. Sometimes have to There's only one woman in this show, uh, played by the actress Alice Lowe, born April 1977. Comes from the Midlands. Oh. Yeah, she knows she's the only one I have a fact about. Uh, yeah. I couldn't get a fact about anything else. Um, she was originally in an, a surreal experimental theatre show such as City Horn, Snowbound and Progress in Flying Machines with David Mitchell and Robert Webb. Ah, so yeah. She was recently in a film starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, is, it, is it Tintin you're talking about? No, we've re- re- seen it. She's Shaun of the Dead? Nope. Hot Fuzz? Yes. No. Where's she playing Hot Fuzz? She plays the shop assistant to Timothy Dalton's character, the one who does the, the talking down the aisle. Now you say it, I can see it yeah. straight away. Bloody hell, I completely... There you go. That's my, that's my fact of the show. That's really good. She's an interesting character in that, really, she... because... You, now, if you're a woman and you, you want to watch, you've got to be prepared. Mm. She's completely rubbish, isn't it? She's rubbish, and she is... A typical girl. All she does is cry. Well, no, she's playing what is stereotypically a typical That's girl. That's the thing, no, so no, you've no, got to watch it with yeah. that in mind. Because she plays... She play, I think she plays everything that our, our lady listeners despise uh, of a woman in, in a programme yeah. which is helpless she's always crying yeah, she's screaming yeah. although she's the psychotic in the whole yeah, she, 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 she can control people yeah, she, she can control yeah. she's psychic um, and now she plays the character called Madeline Wall uh, and that character plays Dr Liz Asher stereotypical fluffy blonde with the occasional psychic powers sometimes exasperated by PMS mm. um, Madeline Wall has disappeared since the making of the programme yeah, it's implied throughout that the character He's actually dead, dead. Yeah, and that we? Dean has had something to do with her disappearance. Because he won't talk about it, will he? He won't no. talk about it, which is unusual. Now, um, a quick mention about Alice Lowe. Actually, if you type her name in to YouTube, she's got loads and loads of really surreal comedy sketches on it, and they are surreal. Yeah. It's really weird. She's absolutely. I think she's fantastic. Really good. Yeah, like a Julia Davis kind of person. Yeah, no, very, very, Julia much so, Davis, very, very much. Very much. I didn't even know that Julian Barrett's married to her. That was been a while. Which, what a strange. I know. So, yeah. Now, um, a few other real actors have recurring roles in this show. Um, Kim Noble appears in every episode as Jim, a hospital worker whose main function <laughs> is simply to listen to Douglas reel off a lengthy speech and respond <laughs> with. Yes. Yeah, well, another, then, you know, have the camera really yeah, on, him for, <laughs> on him for too long. Another <laughs> monosynabic replies. The Noble's real comedy partner, Stuart Silver, appears as the extra uh, character whose name is unknown and has been in a doctor, a receptionist, a keyboard soloist, <laughs> and a barman. <laughs> so uh, let's go in now. This is where we talk about the episodes. So I'm gonna, I'm, what I'll do is I'll uh, read the episode title, we'll play the monologue. And then we'll talk, talk about, about it. Yeah. Okay, so the very first episode, uh, original air date, 29th of January 2004, is Once Upon a Beginning. Something was pouring from his mouth. He examined his sleep. Blood? Blood. Crimson, copper-smelling blood. His blood. 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 And bits of sick. Greetings, Traveller. I'm Garth Marenghi, horror writer. Most of you will probably know me already from my extensive canon of chillers, including Afterbirth, in which a mutated placenta attacks Bristol. Back in the 1980s, I wrote, directed and starred in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, a television programme so radical, so risky, so dangerous, so goddamn crazy, that the so-called powers that be became too scared to show it, 
and jit me, much in the same way that women have done ever since they sniffed out my money. Only now, in the worst artistic drought in broadcast history, does the channel come crawling back, cap in hand and suitably ashamed, asking if your humble fabulist could once more retrieve Dark Place from the boxes in his spacious basement and let it loose on its unsuspecting public. That's you. Naturalmore, I relented and spent over three hours of my life knocking together some interviews with the key players in this historic programme, namely myself and my publisher, Dean Lerner. So, finally, here is Dark Place. For the first time on British television, it had a brief run in Peru. Sit back, dim the lights, or switch them off if you don't have dimmers, put conventional logic to one side, and enjoy. Well... I say enjoy. New doctor, Lise Asher, arrives at Dark Place Hospital where a mysterious cat portends disaster. Leave! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can Dr. Vic Douglas, MD, act in time to prevent all sorts of unspeakable illness leaking out from the standard-sized hellmouth under Dark Place Hospital itself? It's not going to be much of a series if he does in one episode. <laughs> Guest starring in this episode as the priest is Julian Barrett. Thoughts on this episode? Well, you know, I think it's one of the great, great um, comedic funeral scenes. Oh, yeah, go on, explain it then. It, it, oh, should we explain how they got... Yeah, you've got to explain and get up. Yeah, you explain and get up. Okay, we got up the, to the, One of Rick's, <laughs> one of Douglas's old uh, colleagues, about a month or two months earlier, they decided to open the gates of hell oh, for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they sent the guy mad, and Douglas was able to close the door of hell, but not entirely. And so this guy went mad, and he's locked in his room, which I think is room two one four, which is the room in the Shining. Yeah. Ah, I didn't really. But this is what all the series is—is is the crux of the series that the the gates had to still open a little bit. Yeah, it's still open a bit. Anyway, he finds his mate in there, and he goes in there, he goes, "I'll deal with him." And he explodes on it. It's just a head on the floor, <laughs> saying, "It really hurts." Yeah. And so he has to finish him off, and he and Douglas kills him <laughs> by hitting him with a spike in the most over-the-top dramatical <laughs> yeah. style. Ah, ah. And, then, and then Sanchez walks in and goes. <laughs> I'll get a mop yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's the funeral that of this character that you see yeah so basically they're at the um, they go to see the, they're at, well Julian Barrett is doing the eulogy and all whatever and all of a sudden he rises from the grave <laughs> which don't make any sense because it's only a head so <laughs> well they saw the head on didn't they <laughs> thing. so all of a sudden he rises up now yeah no, that's the point hold on a minute Where's the body come from? So he's in this body got a body on it. And all of a sudden it turns into the most ridiculous gun shootout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't even explain where you've got Thornton Reed shooting a shotgun that he's got from somewhere, somewhere yeah. into the air. Rick Douglas starts off with his pistol and then gets out of flame well, well, uh, Sanchez has the, same sh- uh, the flame flower. Oh, and then yeah. it cuts to an angle and Douglas has got it <laughs> yeah. instead. And Sanchez is just standing there looking <laughs> yeah. lost. But before that, he had the mother come out and goes, Shoot my son! And he goes, oh, I had to take him out. Yeah, <laughs> so he yeah, shoots yeah. him in the arm. Because apologise to send me the dry cleaning. So that's the first, which is... It's, a, it's like I said, it's really hard to score, but that scene is absolutely crazy, man, because uh, Junior Brown's legging it. You know? Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he, just, legs it. he just legs it. He just legs it. He just legs The second episode, uh, broadcast 5th of February 2004, is Hell Hath Fury. Mike stared in disbelief as his hands fell off. From them rose millions of tiny maggots. Maggots? Maggots. 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 
maggots all over the floor of the post office in Leytonstone. Greetings, friend. I hope you're sitting uncomfortably, be it on your sofa, armchair, or beanbag, if that's how you choose to live your life. I'm Garth Marenghi, horror writer. You know, everyone has a special talent. Mine is being able to write, produce, direct, act, paint. Other people are good plumbers, that's their gift. When I wrote, directed and starred in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place back in the 1980s, the television industry was up cack alley and the inside of my head looked to be its only ticket out. This show could have changed the world if only the station hadn't cancelled it for a rerun of Who's the Boss? But they were scared of my script's radical predictions. I portended that by the year 2040, the world would see its first female mechanic, and who knows, she might even do a decent job. In any case, I wish her the very best. Still, so much for possibility, French for possibilities. Tonight, I take no small amount of pleasure in bringing you this forgotten episode of Dark Place, along with interviews from myself and my publisher, Dean Lerner, a man who was there during its creation and didn't die or offend me. Take this gift, sit back and enjoy what still points the way forward for humanity. Love, loyalty, sacrifice and extrasensory perceptive telepathic psychokinetic powers. Voici, you're welcome. Uh, at Dark Place Hospital, lunch is delayed and objects begin flying around the place <laughs> and generally moving quite a bit more than they would usually do. At first, suspicion falls on the hospital's temporary clinical assistant, but Dr. Vic Douglas, MD, is determined to find out the truth, even if it kills him, which it won't. Guest starring in this is the brilliant Stephen the Merchant. merchant now, <laughs> I've got to read this up. Because it stands up, they're all in this queue, and you, this is how bad the, the voices are. You hear the voices going, where's this damn chicken? Did you, did you have chicken? How long have you been waiting here for? Two hours. Two hours! And you see the back of Stephen Merchant doing something in a sink. And he goes, and this guy goes, how long for the chicken, Jack? Five minutes. Five minutes for the chicken. Damn it! And he walks, he turns around, walks, ducks underneath <laughs> the door. Ducks under another door. He turns around and he goes, he says it's a leaves, doesn't he? Yeah. He goes, who was saying about that? Was it you? We see you said about that chicken? Yes. He goes, well, damn you and your chicken, you're not going to get it. Slams the thing and goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and what makes it even better <laughs> is about Lise has these psychic powers. So she's going, lifts the ladle up, the ladle hits him. That fork lifts up and goes into part of his private. Well, of course, that goes back and all you hear then is, son of a bitch. Well, he's really good to see Stephen Merchant come up there because you, you, you obviously we, uh, we first saw him in the office and then yeah I've seen it I rewatched it about about a month six weeks ago I'd forgot he was in it anyway come on we should be talking about this on the podcast yeah <laughs> um, doing a free free podcast podcast <laughs> uh, the third episode broadcast for February 2004 which is actually one of my favourite ones and it's also quite sad actually he's Skipper the iChild ah <laughs> Tina screamed for Nurse, but Little Miss Nurse didn't come. Little Miss Nurse was out in the back room having a cigarette and flirting with Doctor. The pain shot through her like a big bullet. She knew babies were meant to kick, but were they meant to scratch? No, they weren't. Salutations, friend. I'm Garth Marenghi, horror writer, although I prefer the term Dreamweaver. When I wrote, directed and starred in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place for television back in the 1980s, 
I drew deep drafts of inspiration from the dyke of my dreams. Other times I copied the plots from dead authors on whose work the copyright had lapsed. Bite me. Tonight's episode, however, is based on a true life story, which meant I could bang it out in under a day. I was told, when I was 16, that my balls didn't work. They dropped, but they kept on going. And it was a question of either having them removed, or going around with really long balls, like a couple of marbles and a hiking sock. I chose the latter option, and fortune favoured me, because the day I hit 30 they winched right back up. Point is, I thought of myself as a freak, an other. For years I wondered what exactly my ghoulies would sorry at. Would it be human? Thankfully, when I impregnated my wife Pam, she dutifully gave birth to twins. A huge relief. Though for years I couldn't shake off the fear that one of them might eat the other. Luckily they didn't, which I put down to good parenting. Tonight's teleplay is about others, or mutants. It's also about my own desire for a son, which I'll probably never have now because my wife's too old. So here is my poem to the put-upon, lovingly restored with interviews from myself, my publisher Dean Lerner, and the actor Todd Rivers. That way, Dark Place will finally get the critical acclaim it deserves. Savor. It is a truly bizarre episode, this is, though. It really is a bizarre uh, episode. Somewhere on the wards of Dark Place Hospital, a man gives birth to a giant eyeball <laughs> with rings out paternalistic instincts in Dr. Vic Douglas, MD, still grieving for the loss of his half-human, half-grasshopper's son. But could the eyeball be a potential killer? Or what do you think? Duh. <laughs> I can tell me now. Guest starring Graham Linehan, who's the creator, one of the half of creators of... Um, Father Ted and the creator yeah, you can see you really like doing that as well. Can't so it, yeah. this starts off with the most disturbing image ever of them opening the door to find a bloke being raped by a massive eyeball and a pixelated his penis. Head. Yeah, it is a bizarre scene. That is it. It's not massive. As yeah, well, it's, it? it's huge. And then he cuts to uh, Dean Lerner turning around <laughs> saying, "I find it terrible what they pixelated the penis. Everyone has erections. I may have one now. I haven't got one now, but I may." <laughs> It's also quite sad because it is a sad. You see that you see that really. It's beautifully shot, actually. Of supposed to be home movie footage of Dag with and that monologue that's just like we've just played nah. is the one that killed me about the fact that he goes, you know, about his testicles being <laughs> too big. <laughs> but the fact that he's got a grasshopper son and there's yeah, something yeah, about that. That yeah, but it's never explained. It's never explained and he's, he's got a grasshopper son. son and he's never brought up again. No, no. that's where continuity goes because he says he's only got two daughters, but then later on he says he's got four daughters. Wow! So it kind of it is quite quite weird. But a brilliant episode. That is a really man. It, it, it is a really fun. It's a really bizarre episode. <laughs> it really is a bizarre episode. <laughs> uh, now this, I got a suspicion this could be your favourite one. This is episode four, uh, broadcast on nineteenth of February two thousand four called the Apes of Wrath. The moonlight shone down on the place unhindered. The gnarled parapets jagged upwards like a bony hand of icy indifference. In the background there was a pigeon. Who knew how long the place had stood there? Forty years? Fifty years? Tempus immemoria, i.e. always? But it was a bad place. That much was certain. A very bad place indeed. Greetings, traveller. Who am I? Perhaps you have met me twixt sleep and wake, in the penumbra of uncertainty you call unconsciousness. Or perhaps you've met me at a book signing. I'm Garth Marenghi, horror author, 
My business is chill, in, pure and simple. You know, my books are all essentially about what-ifs. In Blackfang, I asked what if a rat could drive a bus, and what if it and its rat brethren took over an eight parliament. When I wrote, directed and starred in tonight's episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, I was asking another what if. Now, I won't tell you which what if it is, but it's basically along the same lines but with a different animal. Without giving too much away, think Planet of the Apes. This Eve's Tale of Blood is an allegory, and as such I've included interviews with myself, my publisher Dean Lerner, and the actor Todd Rivers, so that we can tell you what it means. Here it be. A future shock that'll shit you up. I'd like to dedicate tonight's episode to my wife Pam, who deals with the bulk of my admin. It is my favourite. <laughs> a mysterious illness spreads like a particular virulent disease through the wards of dark place causing doctors and patients to revert to an early genetic state would do you think it's a bit like the next generation episode the one where yeah, they go yes. where the where uh, Picard oh, and, and Dana wolf, go away yeah, and wolf becomes the and they come back and, um, and uh, it's got Barkley in it and he becomes like a fly oh, or that's, that's probably one and, of yeah, the and it's a really good episode and uh, Diana tries like a fish in the a fish, uh, wolf's in a, a dino like a dinosaur it's, it's and really, becomes a, a Neanderthal man, it's a really it? good episode but they'll all in essence with that TNG episode they'll all essences of who what? their characters yeah. are imagine, the imagine that but imagine that but with really bad effects would you like an egg it's up to Dr. Rich Douglas ND to stuff it before he turns into a chimpanzee or an orangutan or something like that guest starring in this Julian Barrett is a pretty good and Noel Fielding who doesn't say anything but plays the monkey but you can tell it's you can tell that's and another he... weird thing where he's pissing in that, pissing in in that, that the reason container. it's not there because he's a monkey he's pissing in the water <laughs> but it's got the best chase in it where it's got the worst back projection. Oh yeah, and it's also got the he's got, he's got, he's got, he's got little, motorbike effects. He's over got motorbike effects over chopper bikes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. not the chopper bikes his motorbike, but they are chopper. Yeah, bikes, I don't think they're know what a chopper. No, it's no, no, a really seventies, a classic seventies British bike. And also in that, you've got the really bad um, stuntman for Douglas he yeah. doesn't look nothing like yeah, it nothing but like there's no stuntman for Dean Lerner and he comes off that bike a clapper doesn't Talk he about that. I watched Buddy View to a Kill the other day oh dear and my dad was here the other day and he said the classic bit with the worst stuntman ever oh, the bit with the car chopped it off and he, he pops his head up <laughs> He might as well have an afro. Anyway, yeah. um, it is a really good episode. That is, and but the, the, that's where the missing scenes are from that one, isn't it? Where you see Dagger stroking the uh, the yeah. monkey, and, and there's obviously a certain homo- homosexual thing. But isn't that way he turns around and says, uh, he, "Oh, is he reverting to?" Uh, and he goes, we're homo sapien because before homos why don't we get on together <laughs> that's really weird uh, the next episode the fifth episode another one which I think is your favourite uh, broadcast 26th of February 2004 is Scotch Mist Nina's eyes popped out of what was left of her back why oh why had she opened that tomb the sand turned red this was because she was bleeding on it blood ruby red blood her blood blood and piss and shit this was the worst day of her life welcome friend you know a lot of people say Garth Marenghi isn't he the guy who writes all that horror crap well good luck to you you're an idiot because my books always say something even if it's just something simple like don't genetically engineer crabs to be as big as men there's always a message or a theme 
When I wrote, directed and starred in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place back in the 1980s, I gave every episode a theme, even when we were running out of time or I was really tired. However, one theme proved so controversial, so dangerous, so radical, the theme's prejudice by the way, so outre out there, that Top Brass finally pulled the axe on the entire project. Tonight, Pilgrim, I entrust this episode to you, along with interviews from myself, my publisher, Dean Lerner, and the actor, Todd Rivers, who hasn't had a decent gig since Boone. These mini-seminars will help further elucidate and unravel the mysteries of Dark Place, so you have no excuse for not getting it. So, here it be. Uncut, uncensored, unbelievable, unpalatable. And I sincerely hope you are disturbed by the show. Your favourite? It is mainly because they really mad racism in it about Scotch people. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I like Scotch people, but it is really funny to hear so that's really avert, really anti, avert. anti Scotch people. <laughs> it's because he spent a night a in night Scotland. In Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> a mist descends on Dark Place and it's Scottish and or Scotch. Dr. Rick Douglas, MD, had better do something really good about it, or else all the hospital's residences are in grave danger, probably. Um, so he ends up becoming ginger and has to drop his trousers and offer them some shortbread. Yeah, because that's the, the only thing that can beat him, he's shortbread, he's shortbread, isn't it? Yeah. He's shortbread. But it's really weird because it's quite surreal, like, the way they walk. It's well, sort of like... It's the fog in it. It is the fog in it. That's, that's the, it. Yeah, all, of course. all these things in it are from something. You some, can yeah, see every little bit has got some... If you look back far enough, you can find something that you're into. Mm. Like, you know, I'm a massive fan of... There's loads of John Carpenter stuff in this, and that one especially. It's like the fog. But all like the book, The Fog, as well, isn't it? Mm. But it's free scotch... Scotch bloke. Are you alright there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're surviving there. Yeah. It's so racy, stuff to have subtitles on yeah, there. Oh, that, yeah, because that, that confused me at first. I thought, have I put the, um, the subtitle yeah, on? Because like so, at the time, when that was meant to be, English people weren't meant to be fans of Scottish yeah, because people. They've got that thing where it comes up where uh, it's on the tape recorder and it goes, slow it down. And he plays it and he goes, oh, Douglas, <laughs> kill man. And Sanchez goes, well, that's obviously Marty's man, but I can know. Uh, the last episode of this, as we say, there was only um, six episodes. You'll be pleased to know that once again, my voice is starting to go. Ah, so at least it's at the end, not the beginning. Must be the biscuits. Is um, <clears throat> the creep? Well, broadcast fourth of March two thousand and four, called the creeping moss from the shores of Sugar. <laughs> he whisked off her shoes and panties in one movement, wild like an enraged shark. His bulky totem beating a seductive rhythm. Mary's body felt like it was burning even though the room was properly air-conditioned. They tried all the positions, on top, doggy and normal. Exhausted, they collapsed onto the recently extended sofa bed. Then a hell beast ate them. Welcome, friend. I'm Garth Marenghi, horror writer, although I also pen westerns and erotica to keep my oar in with other fields of literature. I've always loved the great tragedies, King Lear, the Poseidon Adventure, Superman 2. And when I wrote, directed and starred in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, I set out to continue that grand tradition. This Eve's Yarn is a simple tale of heartbreak. An eternal story of love and loss set against the backdrop of an abortive alien invasion. Though you don't actually find out it's abortive till the end of the show. It's my Romeo and Juliet, but less whiny. So, dear pilgrim, I give you my hymn to the heart with horror, along with interviews from myself, my publisher Dean Lerner, and the actor Todd Rivers, 
That way you won't have to think for yourselves, which is probably safer. Hold it gently, as you would the lover lying in a field, nestled in the shade of a mighty oak tree. Perhaps you're gently petting, having just enjoyed a hamper of chilled white wine and a selection of continental cheeses. Bon appetit. Dr. Sanchez's life is in danger from a patient with a fairly bad up earth broccoli infection. It's down to Dr. Rick Douglas, MD, to save his buddy and the world. Or well, if all else fails, come up with a delicious way of using excess broccoli. It won't come to that, though. So this is really a weird episode. Grant Linenham stars in this again. Yeah, I think this is probably the weird... It's, I think it's the weakest episode. It's got the most unusual lines in it. It's got just... It's, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> basically, Sanchez finds his patient who he falls in love with who is turning into a broccoli because he's been breathing in his pores and uh, basically as he says this is about AIDS (laughs) (laughs) according to to, um, Rengue because obviously Sanchez has sex with a patient and he turns around and the patient says there's a brilliant line he goes do you do this often? Well, I'd have sex with patients. <laughs> yes, because only when they're dying and it's not their last request. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, so, of course, he's caught this disease and Douglas turns around and goes, I couldn't help but notice Sanchez as I looked in the toilet. It's got a bit green. It'll be fine. And, and then he goes, he goes, well, I'll help you cut it off. And he says that line and he goes, because you haven't picked up a surgical knife in 12 years. And he goes, look, I was in the Korean War. I had to cut my own bollock off. <laughs> And I did that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's it. The voice is just that's it. Is the way he says it. Oh, I mean, uh, that's the one with that's the that's the that's the one with the fight, isn't it? Without the fighting, isn't it? Yeah, the because fight he took, yeah, that's the bit yeah. of that big fight. Yeah. Because if you well, if you ever get the DVD, if you saw the you watch the extras of that fight scene without the I sound have, on, I haven't done it. Yeah, yeah, it's it not got no sound on it. I lost the sound off it. If you turn it right up, you can hear the background. You can hear them talking because yeah, yeah. there's that one bit. If you notice, because the whole thing for this is that Garth. Rengi writes his character as if he's invincible more than and in that fight scene uh, Todd Rivers punches Garth yeah. Rengi, well um, Sanchez uh, punches uh, um, Douglas and he goes you've been working out <laughs> and you think you wouldn't write that would you about yourself it's what you said though self-absorbing uh, novelists at the time didn't you it uh, was yeah, that's thing. what it was that's what it's all about it's all you know like this you know, uh, he's Stephen King, isn't it? That they're so serious and you know it's so worthy. What they mean? You write a horror novel. Mm. That, that's it. There was a, there was talk about uh, having a film made of it. It was talk. Uh, you know what? I I don't think it'd work. But over an hour and a half. I, I, <laughs> no, I don't. If they're gonna do it, you want another series or one-offs? Yeah, yeah, one-off would be good. Um, the sequel to this, well, not a sequel, but a spin-off yeah. was uh, a spoof chat show, Man to Man with Dean Lerner, which began on the 20th of October 2006 on Channel 4 and Dean's first guest was Garth Marenghi and during the interview with Garth a clip from the supposedly forthcoming movie War of the Wasps is aired yeah. again featuring Dean Lerner and his lack of acting ability but there was a, a talk about actually a full length TV movie not a cinematic movie but I think, I think it was because it was such a slow burner and I think it's probably now as popular as he's ever, as, as he's ever been because of in, in the States and whatever. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's not just for people in the States. Anyway, we've got European fans or whatever. You, you'll like this as much. If you, mm. if you like this podcast, you'll like it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so please do go out and uh, watch it. Yeah, because the DVD's it's got some excellent extras on. Oh, yeah. And there's like a big thing in it. There's a big thing in it where he's maybe where he may be gay mm, that's a bit with the monkey we've not filled in isn't yeah, it yeah there's a few bits there's a bit where he's uh, he's talking to his wife and he's in bed mm. and, he, and he turns the sound up and the sound's on and you hear him go not tonight love I'm tired yeah 
<laughs> and it, it, all the way through it, there's a bit where they're showing them the, the extras in the um, in the the one about the uh, the Apes of Wrath, mm. where um, where stroke, Noel Falden yeah. strokes his head yeah. and he has a smile on his face and he realizes the camera and he pushes him away. Yeah, he? he does a pretend fight then. Yeah, like yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Again, it's it's a it's a hard program to talk about, but if you go and watch it. All those people who have already seen it will know exactly what we're on about. Oh, you'll lo- um, they'll love it. Any- anyone who watches it will love it. Uh, unless you're not into irony. If you're not into irony, you may not like it. Yeah. If you just yeah. like straight-up comedy it's with jump po- poach punchline, it's not about yeah, that. Yeah, don't, don't expect joke punchline, joke punchline. No, no it, it. it's, it's not that. Uh, so, uh, so give me my set of 10 in for Garth and Ringo's Dark Place. I give it a uh, 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. I, I, absolutely, high I absolutely love I actually, no, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best comedies over the last ten years. It's got them. I, I can't imagine think of many comedies that have got a better rewatchability. But it's because every time you watch it, you'll pick up something. Oh, we didn't notice that. Yeah, you'll look in the back, and there's something happening with the extras, or the ceiling to fall down, <laughs> yeah. or the seat, or the thing, the door, or what. There's something. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Bit. Like you were saying, you'd forgot how much you were, you cracked up. With, oh you know? God, yeah. And he was. He was that son of a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can say son of a bitch, but just hearing Stephen Merchant say. It. The only audible thing they actually says is "son of a bitch." It just, mm. just me. I'm going to give you eight, eight no, time, um, which is still high for me, actually. Well, no, um, so that's that. And so other stuff. Uh, this is something new that we do. Uh, I watched Sherlock Holmes, uh, the uh, Robert Downey Jr. film. I know. Yeah, by, uh, been, which, which, which for you, it took a long time, hasn't it? Well, yeah, I only got the DVD of a week. And what did you think? Loved it. I have one small problem with it which was Robert Downey Jr's voice in it and I don't know if it's his acting in it or, or it's yeah, the mumble because there was bits I was listening I was thinking what on earth are you saying yeah. and, uh, and and we come from Birmingham so I should be used to the mumble, mumble but, but that's what Mark Camaro's always yeah. having a go at him though, that he mumbles he his lines mumble a bit for it. but I thought then Jude Law stole the show I think personally over Mark Strong who he was well, yeah he was brilliant in it but he only does it about he's Mark Strong now isn't he? and, and we say we lock Mark's on but wanted to do something different now don't we yeah, after he, that he's, and Kick-Ass he's done the bad you know hasn't he probably, probably not yeah and Kick-Ass was brilliant probably, probably, probably not a comedy I don't think he could do a comedy no, 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 he's a comedy I suppose but you know but there you go anything you've been watching I have been watching I'll tell you what I've been watching a comedy called Better Off Ted no, you didn't know I was going to talk about this, did you? No, 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 no. You surprised me, sir. I'm going to drink a glass of water. No, no, no. I think it, it's brilliant. And it, let me get this it's a comedy, but it's not hilariously funny. But I still think it's brilliant. Do you get what I mean by that? I think I do, yes. Where you just love it. I, 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 I know it's unintentionally not meant to be funny. Or is no, it, no. Funny what makes it? No, well. like I said, because oh, oh, you haven't. Saw, it's, oh, it's been cancelled now in America. They only did two series of it. Is it an American? Product? It's an American thing. It's on. Uh, it's on the fuck. It's on Fox. It's just. It's been cancelled very recently. But they've only started showing series two on Sky recently, and it's really good. I know. That, I don't know if there's any. I'd like to know if there's anyone in in the states because there are any people about it so far. So it's come over who are big fans of it like me, and what? Why was it cancelled? Because I think it's absolutely. Brilliant. It's a lot. Imagine the American IT crowd, but with Scrubs. Oh, if you put them two together, it's very wise cracking. He yeah. talks to the, you know, breaks the breaks the I fourth. I don't think you're not a fan of. No, Scrubs, exactly. Though. Breaks the fourth wall. I don't like all that. It's got a really hot woman in it as well. <laughs> I like the way we both turn around. <laughs> <to look at you. laughs> she knows what I'm like. Cocking a deaf ear. Uh, but no, uh, no, it's absolutely really good. Anyone, anyone find this in it? I mean, uh, no. I heard um, uh, 
a review that new Shatner program started uh, blah blah my dad said and I saw a clip version of it, you know, the trailer version of it, and I thought, actually, that looks pretty good, you know. It's got Chatner playing the old man, commodity the old man in the living room, and mm. all the one-liners come from it. Uh, the first episode was on um, last week. Well, we recorded this, obviously. What's it called? Later. I think it's Shit My Dad Says. It's like bleeped out, my dad says. Yeah. And uh, awful, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. He's not, he's not renowned for his comedy, though, is he? Not intentionally. Not intentionally. <laughs> he ain't got really like his own deli- acting ability. He delivery. Imagine the best, the, the best comedy be him and the bloke who played Cisco in uh, Fingy together. <laughs> Avery Brooks. Oh, who can do Because he's even him. worse than I can't remember. Really oh, he's terrible for that, isn't he? <laughs> he is in DS9, but yeah. he doesn't do that in. No, um, or is it, is it like a bit of a thing for Shatner? I'd love to know. I, they must have Star We have got Star Trek fans, oh, don't yeah. If someone can tell us why he's doing that, why he does like that. We're a big fan of him, especially well, with his barley. I, I'm watching uh, on, uh, on. It's called the One Channel now, isn't it? Virgin Channel, I'm thinking. And I'm, I was watching DS9 this past couple of weeks it? days and it's the end of the series now yeah no it's the end it's where um, uh, the guy who plays Goldacart is made up as one of the uh, you know the, the believers it's a terrible ending though, it is it? terrible well it's not as bad as ending as Enterprise which I saw the other day I love Enterprise I love Enterprise you know I'm a big fan of Enterprise I think it's one of the great Star Trek series I don't care what anyone says but the last episode was truly terrible yeah because <laughs> it had a really fat Riker in it yeah it was really yeah. <laughs> you're obsessed with him he said he could have his girdle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's a Star Trek girdle that the past but all of it now you want me to search Star Trek girdle along with Shatner's wig and Connery's wig yeah 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 Although I never saw any of the games on yesterday, and let's not get there. Let's not get there anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the October edition uh, finished. We'll be back in November. Now, as you know, we've got some promos to play. Please do listen to those promos. There's a few more on them uh, um, for new one, new promos, I should say. And then we're going to be playing the 12-inch version of One Track Lover at the end of it. Woo-hoo. So thanks, for just Cal. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you all. No, we won't see you all. That'd be really weird. This will be start seeing people at the door. Or thirty-five <laughs> emails coming through live. Mm. Uh, we'll see you all in November. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like the Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. The karma fairies are getting us. I know. What did you do? I didn't do anything. What did you do? Nothing. You're the bad one between the two of us. Well, that is true. <laughs>
I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Hi, this is Al. And this is Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll offer up some news and updates on the resort, give you some tips and tricks that we've discovered to help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation, let you in on some of the often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, review some of the attractions that make the resort so much fun, and even review some of the places to satisfy your hunger attacks. So, after you're done learning all there is to know about classic BBC television from Meds and Kel's Waffle On podcast, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. What does Waffle On mean? Hmm, okay. To waffle on, from the ancient Latin phrase waffle onus, meaning to impart British television wisdom. Is that true? Uh, well, maybe. Okay, so I made that part up. I thought so. So who can really tell me what waffle on means? Hello, I'm Meds. You're not Meds. <laughs> and I'm Kel. You're not Kel either. I don't even sound like them, do I? I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm I sound not like sure. the Geico lizard. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to do that. Anyway, hey, we love Waffle On. Waffle On's fun. I just love the podcast. Meds and Kel, you're so cool. By the way, this is Rick. And this is Amy, and we are the hosts of Take Him With You. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss our geeky Moyer home. Yes, we are geeky. And we're really fun, though. We talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. And I absolutely love Star Trek and heavy metal music. It's just too much fun. And I tolerate Star Trek and don't like heavy metal music at all. <laughs> what do you like? I like reading and quiet music and home and garden TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like some of British sci-fi stuff, right? You know, I do like some sci-fi. I, I really do, but um, just I'm not as passionate about it as you are. That's okay. We lived, we've lived together for 24 years, and uh, it's okay. Opposites attract, and we're still, we're, we're still married, eh? Yeah. A? Yeah. That's Canadian. That's not English. Oh, well. I say we go have a cup of tea. In, indeed. Indeed. Indubitably. I can't even say that. You do like tea, though. I do like tea. Yes. Earl Grey. Hot. The question. Well, anyway, if you get a chance to listen to our podcast, do so. It's at TakeHimWithYou.com, or you can find us on... iTunes. Just look up Take Him With You. And you can hit the little subscribe button, and it's free. Yep. So thanks, Meds and Kel. Have a great day, and uh, thanks for uh, letting us do our promo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tea time. Yeah. I'm a one-track lover Down a two-way lane Driving fast down the highway Must have been insane Cause the temperature's too high Traveling way too fast And I knew our loving Was too hot to 
she's smooth Like ice, cold to the touch And it isn't very nice when you're left Alone, your lady treats you bad Leaves you hang on the phone, take off Shove your loving on the wheels, put the pedal to the floor Cos you're heading for the hills, gotta get away Can't take it no more, man you don't need this Leave her at the door Tail pop. 